Your Locked On Golden Knights, your daily podcast on the Vegas Golden Knights, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Golden Knights. The Winnipeg Jets visit the Fortress tonight, coming off of a win in Colorado in overtime last night. Hi again, everyone. I'm Tony Cardasco, along with Chris Golick. You could find us on Twitter at Tony Dasco, at TD Chris G, at Lockdown VGK, and make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel, Locked On VGK. So, Chris, VGK looks for the bounce back tonight after falling on Tuesday in Calgary uh, by a final score of three to two. The Golden Knights meet a Winnipeg Jets team uh, that blew a 3-1 to lead last night in Denver, but then they came back to beat the Avalanche in overtime 4-3. to The Jets have won two of their first three games, and the Jets have been playing without their coach, Rick Bonus. He's still out via COVID protocols, and so he uh, missed the road trip here. He will miss tonight's game again, did not make the road trip, uh, named the head coach over the summer. And Scott Arniel is the head coach uh, for Bonus. Uh, Arniel is a coach that was with uh, Columbus, I guess, uh, back about a decade ago. And so Winnipeg scored the winning goal, the game winner, last night, just 31 seconds into OT. Okay, Jared Bednar had Nate McKinnon, Miko Rantanen, and Kale McCarr on the ice versus, ver- who wins this battle, versus Adam Lowry, Mason Appleton and Neil Piak. So Appleton checks McKinnon, seals him off, comes up with the puck. He dishes it ahead for the two on one. And then Piak with that slap shot and he ends it. So this is a pretty uh, interesting team that VGK will be facing tonight. But again, the Golden Knights get the benefit of a team coming off of a back to back. Yeah, that's the first thing I was thinking about. And obviously we went, we had that uh, against Chicago last week for the home opener and it didn't bode too well for the VGK. I mean, yes, they won the game one nothing. Let's not uh, get upset about that. But the VGK failed to come out early in that one. And, you know, when you're going against a team off a of back to back, the first part of the game, the other team is usually still full of energy. They, they're just just kind of that rhythm and things like that. They come out shot out like a cannon, and the first 10, 12 minutes of the game can have a lot of up and back opportunities. But then, when you're going against the team on the second half of a back to back, as the game wears on, they should you know a little fatigue should set in, and the VGK should get stronger. And that wasn't necessarily the case against Chicago. Credit Logan Thompson for having an awesome game and an awesome season so far. So I'm curious what changes, and we know Cassidy is not afraid to make changes. And I don't mean necessarily lineup changes, although I do think Aiden Hill draws draws this one tonight. Um, but I'm curious on what structural changes might happen, what coaching changes might happen, what things he might do behind the bench to handle this game better. And, you know, this goes back to us. This is a valid point. The last time VGK was at home was the gold carpet ceremony and all the hoopla that goes into the first home game of the season. So I am on the the side of Tony in the sense that that could have played in a little bit and slowed down the VGK that one. But tonight, this is a normal game. This is a normal routine. 
Um, it's kind of trappy though, Tony. This game is kind of trappy. We come off uh, a big game in, in Calgary. Unfortunately, it didn't go our way. Saturday, we got Colorado. And then Monday is Toronto. Is that correct? Is Monday the, the game where, um, where Kessel's going to uh, break the record? So this is the game that kind of maybe slips through the cracks. And this is where Bruce Cassidy's coaching ability will be on display. And he needs to get him going from the word go. I'm curious how the, the, the day of game skate goes over at City National this morning because the team didn't practice yesterday. I believe we talked about that. Right. So I'm curious uh, what kind of tempo they have. I'm curious if Cassidy's even out there this morning. A lot of times the the assistants run the, the day of game skate. So I just wonder uh, how that's going to go and if the team will be ready to answer uh, the bell the first you know 10 minutes of the game when Winnipeg just attacks and attacks. Uh, we don't know who will be between the pipes tonight for the Winnipeg Jets. Uh, David Riddich was uh, acquired over the offseason uh, from Toronto, from those aforementioned Maple Leafs. Mm. Uh, could we see, but Connor Hellebuck, uh, Hellebuck is a, uh, a goalie that is so durable, and they might go back-to-back with him. I mean, because he played very well last night in that uh, win in overtime against the Avs. In the Dallas game, however, he gave up, I saw, a 60-foot goal in that game, which wasn't good. But the last time Hellebuck had faced VGK, remember that shutout, the 42-save game uh, here back in May, I believe, and in March, he had a 35-save game against the VGK. So we don't know. Um, the odds probably would favor Riddick, but uh, Connor Hellebuck, he has faced, I saw this stat, okay? Hellebuck has faced the most shots from 2019 through 2022, 5,285 shots. And in second was Vasilevsky with 4,704. That's a lot of shots. And this guy just keeps going and going. He's the energizer buddy. Hellebuck is an elite goalie. There's no question about that whatsoever. And I believe the second Jets game you mentioned, I believe that was an overtime loss. Um Jets over VGK and Stasny. No, Stasny had the game winner, but he had a, I think he tied the game late or something like that. I do remember that game pretty well last year. I mean, the Jets, they got talents. Um, there's been a lot of moving pieces. Uh, Stasny obviously isn't there anymore. Um, there was one more piece that wasn't there that I'm, that I'm just drawing a blank on right now, but, uh, uh, Nate Schmitty will be back in the fortress tonight. Then he's still with Winnipeg. So he's always, uh, a good time in the pregame skate. And uh, here, here's one for the kids. All right. Uh, Nikolai Ellers, I believe number 27 for the Winnipeg Jets. He loves candy. So go there, bring a sign, hold up a bag of Skittles or something, Skittles for puck or something like that. He's very known for uh, swapping for candy pregame uh, pucks on the ice for, oh, for uh, bags but, of candy and stuff. So have some okay. fun with that. So you're saying trick or treating might come early. However, the trick could be on us because Ellers has been injured, and I don't think he was uh, in the lineup last night with a lower body injury. That's unfortunate. And, yeah, that he, <laughs> he has three assists this year. I was assuming he's he, okay. He's yeah. played two games. He's got three assists. So I think yeah. he was out last night, and he's all right. Well, iffy. kids, ignore me. No, no, no. He's an <laughs> iffy proposition for the candy in Vegas. Yeah, he might he might have to suit up for this. There one. you go. There you go. And there Nate Schmidt has been paired with uh, Brendan Dillon played some really good minutes in what I saw last night in that game for Winnipeg. We have to turn back the clock, 2018, okay? A little trivia time here for the fans, and maybe perhaps for you. So Ryan Ryan Reeves 
scores the game winner, right, in 18, sends the VGK to the Stanley Cup final, right? His goal comes on a deflection. Do you remember who took the shot? He hit the crossbar, remember, oh, and it trickles in. Yeah, Braden McNabb famous, is the first one coming to my mind. Famous shot. Braden McNabb was the was is it was is it Lucas first... Spisa? It could have been. It could it have been. It was Spisa. Lucas Spisa, I think. It just, it, it, I knew it, it was it, a lefty defenseman. I'm pretty sure they're both lefties, so I was pretty close there. Yeah. That's pretty yeah, I interesting. Mean, Ryan Reeves, listen, we 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 dog his hockey ability I and a lot of things. I don't I but don't at all. That's... I love the guy. But that that postseason He's the all time consummate role player, Ryan Reeves. We're talking, yeah. No, that's yeah. fair, Tony. That's fair. Um, if he, as long as he doesn't draw into the game, if he's healthy all season, if he doesn't draw in eighty two out of eighty two, I'm okay with that. Um, but that said, you know, we could use some grit. We've we've talked about this, unfortunately, and you know, there's there's about fourteen cents fourteen cents left in the salary cap, so um, that's not going to happen. But uh, uh, folks, uh, plug time here. I don't know if Tony's going to take us down the path or not, but um, I'll be present at the game tonight. We will be uh, there with our media credentials, so I'll be in a in press row. I'll be down, I guess, after the game, getting maybe a question or two in there and stuff like that. So make sure you're following um, the locked on. Um, the Locked On Twitter handle. I'll be posting videos on the fly, um, updates and things like that. But it's not just going to be XYZ player shoots assist by. I, I try and catch you know a little more of what's happening in the game and stuff like that. A little more of what's happening not not just inside the game but around the arena, some of the entertainment and stuff like that. So I'll do my best to uh, give a taste of what it's like being at T-Mobile, not just from watching a hockey game, but enjoying all the hoopla and stuff. I'll get a recording of. Uh, this, this will be the first time we see the entire pregame intro, whatever uh, type of fight the Golden Knight and the Villain are going to do on the ice. This will be the first uh, full one of those. So I'll record that. I'll put it up on YouTube, and I'll put a link down right away. And, um, yeah, we're going to have some fun tonight. A little bit a little bit nervous for this one, Tony. First time going through this, but uh, nah, we're going to have a good time, I think. Fun. We're going to have a good time. It'll be fun. I'll dust no, off the jacket. No cheering in the press box. Mm-hmm. No, just That's not for you. That's not no for cheering. you. No that's, cheering. No cheering in the press that's box. That's for Fanboy Friday. Okay. So Blake Wheeler, really a tumultuous offseason, right? So Rick Bonus gets the job. Blake Wheeler is stripped for some reason, which they never explain, stripped of his captaincy. Yeah, I remember team, that. You know, and he had been the captain since 2016. I thought I read something like that. And so that was pretty interesting. And then uh, Mark Scheifele, uh, he pulled a Max Pacioretty by saying, uh, <laughs> where's the accountability with this team? So things were in total disarray, and uh, hopefully now uh, they can figure out this new system and the new structure of uh, that of Rick Bonus. And a lot of fans are still upset because their number one choice was Barry Trotz. Barry Trotz was the number one choice, and I, I, I still don't understand. And that's how a home, guy... t- and that's a hometown situation too. Yeah, and how could he turn down beer for his entire lifetime? Family. There is um there's uh I I don't know the specifics, but I don't know if it's um an elderly um parents, something like that, but there's like a family tie as to specifically why uh Trotz did not coach this season, not for Winnipeg, but for anybody. Um but I get that. I mean, obviously the Winnipeg Jets would be on a much different path. And I guess just to walk down, I guess since you have your uh your historic moment in uh Jets VGK, mine was do you so remember have, the flyover? Remember the flyover over the arena? 
I, I, there yeah, in Winnipeg. Okay, so oh, oh, I wonder if we get the intro tonight. I wonder if they're going to give us the old so VGK like they they throw back to um the pregame shows and they usually use old ones. So the Jets one is actually my favorite, where the Golden Knight actually cuts a Jet in half. Go figure. So that's that. That's just, I hope they do that tonight. I'll put that up for you. Otherwise, either way, I'll put it up. Whatever it's going to be. Um, my walk down a Jets VGK memory lane. Uh, Wes McCauley is officiating the game, number one. So that's obviously an, an enjoyment for uh, you know your your beer league uh, amateur ref that you're that's talking to you right now, folks. That's me, I'm the amateur. But <laughs> early in the game, Mark Stone and was it Stone and, and Shifley? They dropped the gloves. It was like one of like Mark Stone's first ten games or something like that. And it was more of a wrestling match, but I got to that was the first time I got to hear Wes McCauley give the five minutes for fighting and that 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 made uh, that made me excited. You know, it's 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 amazing that there's a ref one referee in the entire NHL that when he does something, you get an entire rise out of an arena. So that's uh that's my hero. I wonder if we'll get him tonight. I have no idea who the officials are gonna be. Um uh, my buddy uh, Josh told me, and I forgot the gentleman's name, unfortunately. I wish I would have uh, got this, but we had a local AHL or a local Las Vegas official make his professional debut last night, actually, in Henderson. And I'll try and get that name, but uh, he was he was working the lines, I know. And just uh, exciting for Vegas that uh, we got people like that moving up through the ranks. Yeah, for sure. If I knew uh, his name, in- I'd be better at, at this job, but I don't remember his name, so I'm sorry. Uh, Good job, okay. though. Oh, I just before we go to break, uh, Kevin Weeks liked our tweet our, about the Stone Brothers, right? And uh, he also, this week, uh, Logan Thompson was ranked number two in his goalie rankings, right behind Jake Ottinger, going back and forth. And we're going to be dueling with Pete DeBoer this entire season. So, when do the stars come to town? I wonder. That'll be, yeah. I'm curious what kind of reaction DeBoer gets because VGK will have a statue. It'll be lukewarm. Sure uh, It'll be lukewarm. I'm fine. No, I think, I'm fine I think they'll that. cheer. I think they'll cheer for him. I oh, do. God. Yeah. No, no one should have anything against him. Like he didn't leave in a blaze of fury or anything like that. And he loves Vegas. I mean, he loves it. He's made it very clear how much he loves this. And I'm sure he still is, wakes up in cold sweats about why he got fired. But, uh, you know, we, Nothing wrong with DeBoer, just it didn't work out. And, I mean, Dallas, they're doing okay so far. Yeah, it's been about a week since we've heard uh, uh, DeBoer crying in his beer about losing the BGK job. Coming up <laughs> next, this could become a defensive battle tonight between VGK and Winnipeg. We'll discuss that when we return right here on Locked On Golden Knights. BetOnline.net is your number one source for football betting information this season. Find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in-depth articles and analysis on every game that you can find. And as always, BetOnline remains your continued source for all your sports wagering information with live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. The fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite games and events, including Major League Baseball, MMA, the Yankees lost last night, that was that sigh. MMA, boxing, and golf, and of course, the National Hockey League. Head to betonline.net or use your mobile device to learn a lot more. Bet online, where the game starts. Welcome back from Las Vegas, Tony Cardasco and a credential, Chris Golick. Pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty good. From Las Vegas, of course. Thanks for making us your first listen each and every day. Our podcast free and available wherever you get your podcast. Please go to the YouTube channel. And subscribe, locked on VGK. Before I get into uh, discussing how I feel this could become 
a defensive battle of sorts tonight. That's where I'm headed, trending. Uh, Nick Hague, Nick Hague, I heard uh, some interesting comments uh, from uh, from Bruce Cassidy the other night. Uh, just said, you know what? I haven't really noticed Nick Hague anywhere. He goes, and that's a good sign because that means that he's doing things right. Because usually they'll pick out, you know, a lot of the flaws. Yeah, I mean, out of I'm, 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 this is so weird. I just went to the Henderson Silver Knights website. They still show Logan Thompson. I don't get this. An omen of things to come. All right. So, um, yeah, yeah. Segment three preview. Um, yeah, I mean, out of sight, out of mind is interesting. So this is I'm not going to name a name, but a former uh, colleague of mine mentioned he was moving uh, back uh, east or something like that, and. I immediately responded to his Facebook post. I said, Hey, you know, good luck to you. You're one of the best that I worked with. And thinking about him, uh, Jesse is his first name. I'll leave his last name out. But um, what I'm getting at is he was the ultimate out of sight, out of mind employee. But I mean that in the best possible way, meaning shows up to work, does a great job, does anything asked. Never like I'm, I can't tell you a single issue I've ever had with this, with this, uh, with this gentleman, and we kept a relationship while I was uh, working for the company and stuff. He moved around a little bit, but um, you know, so lo- so back to um, our comparable with Nick Hague, you know, maybe uh, there's something to be said about out of sight, out of mind, because I don't recall Nick Hague doing anything in in the games that we've watched where I was like, oh man, what's he doing out there? You know, that was a, that was a bad play, that was a bad pinch, that wasn't a good shot. So, you know, out of sight, out of mind, sometimes is okay especially for your, on your fifth and sixth, uh, you know, defensive, uh, your third defensive pairing, better way to say that. Third, out yeah. of sight, out of mind is fun. Just like you reps too. Yeah. Out of sight, out of mind. Oh, Even oh in the gosh. I uh, definitely, la- I was so tired last night. Oh my God. They got a little squirrely too, but I was, I was. How so many games tired. did you ref last night? It was just two games, but it was nine twenty and ten forty. So I got off the ice like a 10 to midnight or something like that. And, and where was this at? Right here at Lifeguard, thankfully. Lifeguard I, I live like about seven minutes from Lifeguard, folks, in case you want to stalk me and stuff like that. No no paparazzi, <laughs> though, but, you know. That's me, no paparazzi. We should still have the black screen there. Uh, so Rick Bonus, of course, is the head coach. He's not with the team. However, they put together his uh, trademark sound defensive structure, if you will. Um, and he developed, while in Dallas, some players like Mero Hiskinen, uh, John Klingberg, uh, he did a pretty good job there in developing players, checking in all three zones we can expect tonight. Of course, uh, your favorite, dump and chase style. <laughs> That's your favorite. Dump and chase and blue line trap all day, Jets, <laughs> all day, all day. All five all five players will work in the defensive zone, so we could see a lot of that. I think that this game is trending towards a low-scoring game. You, Whenever you have a team coming off of a back-to-back, yes, it's more difficult I know that they flew in late last night, uh, did the Winnipeg Jets, so they're here in town. Here's an advantage for VGK. John Stevens, the assistant coach of the Golden Knights, uh, he knows this system. Why? Because he was with Rick Bonus the past three seasons in Dallas. And so I think it's going to be his scout, no doubt, in this game tonight. And I think VGK can figure out some pieces, but I still see a hard, tough, and physical game tonight at the Fortress. All fair points and awesome point about the the tie between the coaches and stuff. It's always fun how you uh, come to the table with all those fun things, Tony. But um, thinking about the game, I'm 100% with you. Like I think about the Winnipeg Jets, tough defense, sound, and a lot of similarities to I think what the VGK are trying to achieve. 
in the sense going to the VGK system, Cassidy's words in, you know, or close to Cassidy's words, not a lot of stuff coming across the neutral zone, not a lot of stretch passes. VGK will do their best to limit to as few as possible odd man rushes. And the Winnipeg Jets, it's kind of the same thing. What I recall about the Winnipeg Jets and um, more or less old school Montreal Canadiens hockey, not necessarily as much now because they're a little faster and stuff, but it was they kind of give you the neutral zone. But all five of them are waiting for you on the blue line. Like, okay, you know, you got some Braveheart stuff happening there. Or once they get, once you come by the blue line, all five just attack you. So that's kind of how I see stuff like that happening. So maybe you'll see a create a creative goal at some point. Maybe you'll see like a Jack Eichel or someone with that type of speed, or even a William Carlson, your favorite, Tony, even a, a William Carlson where they just decide they're going to take the puck and they're going to, they're going to take a shot and it's them against the world. And this is, we haven't heard much of the VGK. What was, what was William Carlson's quote? It was us against the blankety blank world. Yeah. I haven't heard that once this season. yet. No, no, I'm surprised. No, they haven't had time to boast or brag while they're beating some of the four teams. All right, Tony. Okay. Like Chicago. Take get him. Get him, Tony. Get one nothing game. Um, hey, they won. Gold carpet, gold carpet. So <laughs> I do think the opportunity is there possibly for someone, you know, this is where I miss I miss Alec Tuck already for something like this. This is where where Tuck was just one of my favorite players to watch. He still is one of my one of my favorite players to watch in the NHL. But you get that full head of steam, you know, coming from uh, your own coming from your own defensive zone and you find a hole and you just go. And this might be a good spot for Jack Eichel, William Carlson, even Nick Wah does have the ability to get that speed going. March is so, maybe, maybe, but this could be a shot where you do see some nice individual efforts because just both teams are shutting down the team efforts, right? They're going to shut down those passes. They're going to shut down those stretch passes. So this could be a shot where, I mean, maybe Jack Eichel could just take this game over and VGK wins it, you know, four to one, and he has three points or something like that. Let me start calling Eichel the Sundance Kid. Got Bruce Cassidy and, and the Sundance Kid. Uh, Phil Kessel. Phil Kessel, pretty interesting. Uh, Cassidy did mention the other day that they use like some examples of what Kessel has been doing with VGK as part of their cutups to show players like technique and how things are done. Found that kind of interesting. I'm sure, I, I, I'm sure Kessel absolutely loves that. I'm sure he's just sitting there. Like if they're literally, okay, watch what Phil does, class. I'm sure Kessel is just sitting there with his head buried in his hot dog. Like, okay, come on. Yeah, this is a, a good team, too. Last night uh, in the defensive structure, as we mentioned, uh, and you think of those Dallas teams, those were always really tough defensively, and they just try to keep uh, players out from in front of the net, so VGK is going to have to find a way and answer tonight. Uh, they try to limit the high-danger shots. 24 block shots in the game last night I saw against uh, Colorado in regulation which I thought was pretty good. It's pretty big, and uh, they're just playing well defensively. Anytime you play good defense, that's going to keep you in the game. And I'm just so curious to see. This is a huge bounce-back opportunity for the Golden Knights. I want to see the response. I'm really curious to see how this team responds after a game in which, okay, they should have won the game, whatever, forced it into, oh, no. No, they were just being dominated, and you had the opponent not being able – in Calgary, not being able to hit the net. So I, I just thought that they were dominated in that game. How do they react? How do they come back? They should be refreshed after a day off yesterday. So I'm looking here because we were talking about a defensive game, maybe not a lot of scoring and stuff like that. 
six point five is a number that that's that's being uh, hung right now amongst. There's the a lot of six books. and a halfs now this season. Remember last year they stay stuck on six and even five and a halfs in a lot of games like this. Six and a half is pretty high, I think. So there's twelve pop quiz. There's twelve games tonight. How many of them have a six point five over under? Ten. Twelve. Every wow. single game. Is this tonight, the NBA? Did they? What do they do to the puck? Did they're they juiced. No, MLB. They juiced it, Tony. They juiced it. Is scoring? I mean, honestly, I I don't have a pulse. I don't have a pulse on um, things to look at this and say, okay, the like I. I, I pay attention to what's happening, but I mean, let's just go through some scores here really fast. I mean, while we, uh, we're, 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 we're previewing that this all counts here. So let's look at the scores from, so you have a seven goal game, seven, all the score, all the scores yesterday are four to three. So when they put these numbers out there, folks, there's a good reason why they do it. Going back to Tuesdays, you got a three, two, a four, two, a seven to five, four to three, three to two. So you would have split if all the overruns were six and a half there. You got your Rangers beat the Ducks 6-4. Then you got a six-goal game, an eight-goal game. A five. I mean, it's valid, I guess. I'm I'm not going to pick a side as far as an over-under goes on this one because I could see both ways happening, Tony. I could see a very good defensive structure happening for a while. And then with the Jets just um, coming off that back-to-back, I could see the structure going out the window. And possibly, you know, you could have a one-nothing game. Like, like the Kings game, you got a low-scoring game in the first two periods, and then the third period – it all um it all kind of breaks loose and that might happen in this game. I could see the wheels coming apart in the third period a little bit for the Jets, which could cause uh, a change of plans for both sides. Yeah, you know, uh, one of the local houses here in Vegas, one of my favorite uh, bets, mind bet or otherwise, was always uh, they had mega pucks. Have you seen that where they put up a total of all the games? The grand the grand salami. The grand salami. The grand salami. That's yeah, another terminology. Yeah, I'm going back. Okay, sorry, man. I was going back in the day. Yeah, with Mega Bucks, the Grand Salami. And so a total number uh, would be on, on 12 games tonight. What? Which 80 and a half, Tony. I just looked it up. It's 80 and a half. <laughs> it's one and, and, and. Is oh, VTK the, the last under. game where They're, they're juicing the under minus yeah, yeah. 110. Oh, they listen, they're listening to the show. Yeah, yeah. The odds are changing 80, right now. It's 109, 109-108 now. It's it's eighty point five. The under is, or no, I'm sorry. They're favoring the over, Tony. The over is minus one twenty. The well, under is minus one ten. So they're actually making you, half. they're making you give up some juice if you want to take the over on this. Well, it should be what? What did that be? 84? Eighty four. If it's like seven goals average per game, so it's a lot. It's crazy. <laughs> it's uh the number if you're just going off the true number. Six and a half times twelve is seventy-eight. So, so they're juicing you twice, Tony. They're juicing you on the juice by making you pay ten cents more, and uh, then they're the Carlson, and then they want two point five. The more Carlson goals. empty netter puts it over tonight. Oh, oh, I, I might have to, I might have to make. I'm gonna make. I'm I'm doing this bet right now. I'm taking the over, Tony. That's right. it. I'm doing it right now. Bet responsibly, folks. <laughs> this this is how this is how we roll for sure. Uh, coming up next, log into place bet thumbnail. <laughs> up next. What's up with the Henderson Silver Knights? And do they have a grand salami in the AHL? One of one bets place 24 to win 44. Got it. (laughs) When we return right here on Locked On Golden Knights. Thanks for making us Locked On VGK your first listen today and every day. Now make your second listen game to game. Game to game NHL. Every moment, every top performance, every result. 
every time Chris Golick puts his phone on. And tonight from T-Mobile Arena, Locked On Game to Game will cover each and every game from across the NHL with local analysis from Chris and all of our other compadres. Uh, local analysis, and it's only something that Locked On can deliver. Follow Game to Game on Locked On NHL, available on the Odyssey app, on YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back, Tony Cardasco and Chris Golick. And don't forget, tomorrow, line them up, folks, your WTF <laughs> What the Fridays. And I already have compiled a few, okay? So I'm ready to roll tomorrow, and uh, we'll have to put out the tweet and get some of the responses. And again, your responses have just been terrific. And we just love that segment. And also we'll be previewing uh, the Colorado Avalanche game. So uh, Chris Henderson, Silver Knights, last night in another L. I, I had a question because I know that you're a season ticket holder for uh, the Henderson, Silver Knights. I saw Brendan Brisson on the third line a couple of nights ago. What is going on with Brendan Brisson? Yeah, that's that's fair. And, and to me, and, uh, I'm assuming it was Ken from Sinbin. We had a little up and back. Uh, while we were at the game on Friday, um, the op- the home opener, a lot of fun, by the way, but um, I didn't understand it. Uh, he was not on power play one. I mean, Brisson, 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 folks, Brisson. There's no W in there, Brisson. Um, I always screw that one up. But for it's some okay. reason, like, we were high on him. I was high on him on possibly cracking the VGK roster and making an instant impression with this team this year, especially with all oh, the losses that we had. And – he had an okay preseason. Like he did make some appearances, I believe, with the BGK, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, he and did, yeah. he's just—he hasn't been, I guess, uh, Nick Hague. He hasn't been that noticeable out there through the first few games. Uh, on the power plays, they are trying to get that that play across to him, but I really haven't seen it done with a whole lot of success yet. And, and listen, he's a kid who just fresh out of college, so we're not going to, you know, take dump on him or anything like that. But he's not noticeable right now. He has not been noticeable right now. And that's why he's in the AHL also, folks. That's what the AHL is there for. It's there for him to develop. And I think he'll be a fine NHL talent, but it just might take a little longer, unfortunately. Yeah, pretty interesting. How much of the structure from the NHL um, Golden Knights are you seeing on the ice with the Silver Knights? I I was thinking about that, and I would actually love to – get to either a Silver Knights practice with the media credentials now or um, or a game, obviously, and simply ask uh, Coach Viveros about that. Um, what changes occur in his world? Like, what's the we, – we, we've, we've hinted on this before in, in the summer and stuff like that. I am curious how much Cassidy and Viveros do discuss the structures and how much Henderson – tries to emulate it or does Henderson do their own thing based on what their talents are. And the first immediate thing that I see is that the silver Knights on the power play, they still more times than not, someone will take the puck up and drop it, drop it back to the defenseman or uh, the winger with a full head of steam. And then they make their entry. Whereas the VGK is still all five players are coming at you and they're trying to make more of a timing play across the red line to get a good blue line entry. So that's one early only a few you know four or five games in for both teams respectfully but it's a difference and I wonder how many more differences there are the HL is a lot different too because you don't know necessarily what you're playing against as far as what their structure is there's a little more of the uh the backyard you know pond hockey atmosphere type going to at times <laughs> you had a reference pond hockey uh 
boy, this matchup tonight, David Riddich against Aiden Hill. Assuming Aiden Hill. I don't, I mean, we're, 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 we're assuming. You we'll have see. to, we'll see. You have to just, I mean, again, we're starting. Aiden Hill's to, not playing against Colorado. I don't think. No. We're, and we're starting to figure out this uh, schedule, if you will, that Bruce Cassidy is assembling. And, uh, oh, you had an answer yesterday about IR and LTIR. Oh yeah. We talked a little bit. Of, yeah. So right after the show, we were, I, I was just kind of going on cap friendly and I'm about 80% sure on this folks. So again, if someone has a, has a better angle here, let me know. So what the, the jeopardy question and answer here, the question is what's going to end up happening when Brassois is ready, which it seems like LB is going to be ready. Brassois, 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 not, not Brassois, Brassois, never mind. Um, <laughs> It seems like he's going to be ready sooner than later is what it seems like. Maybe we're a matter of weeks or less away from him being able to prominently return and join this lineup. He's on IR. My understanding for IR is that IR simply opens up a roster spots, meaning VGK has a maximum number of players they can dress on a per game basis. When you're on IR, it opens up the roster spot, but does not open up any money when you're on LTIR you open up a roster spot and you open up that cap space to replace someone which obviously we did a lot of that last season acquiring Jack Eichel um, when various players were injured and unable to return to the lineup now the twist here that I also read about is when you're on LTIR once you are deemed fit to return to play healthy whatever injury heals heals you have to get go back into the lineup. Like you have to go back into the lineup. So that's all the the goofy moving parts to that whole situation. And this also begs to ask um, if they didn't sign Aiden Hill, that's, you know, two something million dollars and maybe ran with Patera or something like that to start the season. What else could they have possibly done with the roster? And uh, would this Nick Hague saga have uh, lasted? And I don't think it was a saga. I really do feel comfortable that there was a time when it said, okay, this thing's going to stretch out until Monday, October the 9th or 8th or 7th, whatever that day was, I think both sides knew that was going to happen, whether that was a verbal or, or unverbal um, handshake type of situation. But had they not signed Aiden Hill, what would have happened with Nick Haig? Had they not signed Aiden Hill, how would the goaltending situation be also right now? Because LT is playing better. Aiden Hill is a factor that possibly plays into that as both goalies are playing well. And uh, now I think they're finally starting to push each other a little bit. I'm going to go off of uh, Bruce Cassidy's, uh, his track record in Boston. And my guess will be that Paul Cotter will be a scratch. Now Cassidy is not afraid to scratch even the veteran player, right? Cotter comes off of perhaps his most difficult game as a golden knight. And so and I think crushed in Seattle too. Yeah. I think he might have a seat on the pine tonight and we might see Michael Amadio as uh, you had mentioned yesterday. If you want to draw Amadio into Saturday's game against Colorado, you play him tonight. Definitely. Um, and nothing against Cotter. I think he's played great, but there is going to be a learning curve that Cotter is going to have to experience. And when things are going well, he's going to be in the lineup. And if things slip a little bit, he's going to, be next to me in the press box, but he'll get to, he'll get to watch and learn. And it's an important part of the process. And I think Cotter can handle that. And I think, uh, 
he'll learn more from it. And again, maybe maybe there's not going to be a change. Maybe he will still stay in the Lions and that's who knows. Make sure that you wear your fedora hat so you two can bond there, you know, in the press box. Uh, keys in tonight's game, I would say number one, clear the zone. That was excruciating. That was just difficult to watch. That was bad hockey the other night. Uh, score goals is number two, and then play physical would be number three. Do they have physicality? Stay out of the box game? should have been number one, Tony. That's that you missed on that one. Stay out of the box should have been number one, and then and then two, three, and four. Okay. Uh, do you have a prediction for tonight's game? I got a 1-1 game going to the third. I think uh, we're going to hear about Cassidy uh, addressing the locker room twice between the intermissions. And I think the third period, they come out shot like a cannon and 4-1 BGK. Okay, so you still have the uh, the under there. I'm going to go with a 3-2 Golden Knights grinded out uh, sort of a game. So I, I think that it's going to be a really tough game and just hard fought and I just like I like the way the Winnipeg structure kind of dictates that, I think, as well. And VGK's got to get to the net somehow. They're going to try to keep them away from whoever the goalie might be. Uh, coming up on tomorrow's show, what the Friday, of course, uh, Chris's adventures there in the press box tonight and uh, much, much more coming your way. And we thank you all for making Lockdown VGK your first listen today. And I'll make sure that your second lesson is game-to-game NHL. Every moment, every top performance, every result, every Chris Bullock. Locked on game-to-game, covering every game from across the NHL with local analysis that only Locked On can give you. So, again, we'll be back tomorrow. We appreciate everyone tuning in. Again, thanks for making us your first lesson, and please subscribe to our YouTube channel. For my man, Chris Golick, I'm Tony Cardasco. So long from Las Vegas. We'll see you tomorrow right here on Lockdown Golden Knights.